Back in 2005, I wrote and published my first book, Open Your Daily Newspaper and Make Money. Everybody who read that book or heard my audio version thought it was brilliant. Between 2005 and 2006, everybody thought for sure I would be the next millionaire internet marketer. So during that time, I created an easing electronic magazine called Guided Thinking. Although my first original paid website, Found Secrets, is now dead, thanks to the Wayback Machine, I've stumbled across some of the Guided Thinking issues. So I'll be presenting those in my general podcast. Today's podcast is Atheists. Do they prove my points for me about Christianity? Although I am a Christian, I find a lot of atheists quite brilliant. Ayn Rand, author of The Fountainhead and Atlas Shrugged, created a strong basis for libertarianism. I believe that she was an atheist because it was drilled into her during her upbringing in Russia. I think that Douglas Adams, author of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and other funny works, is one of the most hilarious writers out there. Isaac Asimov was one of the most brilliant and prolific writers of all time. Now these are all atheists, so why would a Christian be espousing the brilliancy of atheists? Aren't we to be sworn enemies of those who do not believe in the Christ and God? Actually, I find it fascinating. I could never have that much faith that the universe accidentally fell into place without a creator. And I have to admit that their faith is much deeper than any of ours. In addition, I find it bizarre that they define themselves by what they don't believe in. By that reasoning, I am an a-smurfist because I choose not to believe in Smurfs. But I want to focus on Adams and Asimov for a moment. Douglas Adams wrote tongue-in-cheek that the meaning of life was 42. With that in mind, I want you to hear something from the Bible. Matthew 1. This is the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers, Judah the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar, Perez the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Ram, Ram the father of Minadab, Minadab the father of Nashon, Nashon the father of Salmon, Salmon the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab, Boaz the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth, Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of King David. David was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been Uriah's wife. Solomon, the father of Rehoboam. Rehoboam, the father of Abijah. Abijah, the father of Asa. Asa, the father of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat, the father of Jehoram. Jehoram, the father of Uzziah. Uzziah, the father of Jotham. Jotham, the father of Ahaz. Ahaz, the father of Hezekiah. Hezekiah, the father of Manasseh. Manasseh, the father of Ammon. Ammon, the father of Josiah. Josiah, the father of Jeconiah and his brothers at the time of the exile to Babylon. Now, after the exile to Babylon, Jeconiah was the father of Shealtiel, Shealtiel the father of Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel the father of Abihud, Abihud the father of Eliakim, Eliakim the father of Azor, Azor the father of Zadok, Zadok the father of Achim, Achim the father of Elihud, Elihud the father of Eleazar, Eleazar the father of Mathan, Mathan the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, and Mary was the mother of Jesus, who is known and called as the Messiah. Thus, there were 14 generations in all from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the exile of Babylon, and 14 from the exile to the Messiah. So, 42, because it's 14, 14, and 14, is the meaning of life, as our meaning in life can only be found in Christ or Yahshua, the Messiah. So, Doug Adams, it appears, may have been right about the meaning of life. Now, let's look at Isaac Asimov. When he wrote his book, The Universe, and described all of its intricacies, my mother stated that what Asimov was really doing was showing how it is impossible for all those to have been created without God. But I found 
More importantly, that Isaac Asimov provided the best answer when atheists say, I can't prove the Bible is right because I can't quote scripture to prove my point. So instead, I refer to Isaac Asimov's Guide to the Bible where he states that the Bible is the most authoritative work on the history of the earth for the first 4,000 years before Christ. I also find it interesting that Asimov states that when Christ died on the cross, his promise of returning has gone unfulfilled 2,000 years later. But when he writes about the book of James, he admits that it was Jesus' physical half-brother who wrote that work. He also states that James did not follow Christ when Christ was preaching. He then states, perhaps when his brother rose from the dead, it changed his mind. So Asimov admitted that Christ rose from the dead, which the resurrection became the actual proof for a former atheist in the case for Christ. Baffling that since the resurrection, if proven false, would destroy all Christianity, was already accepted as a fact by one of the most brilliant atheists of all time. I don't think that God was trying to prove that Douglas Adams really believed in the Messiah as the meaning of life. Nor do I think that Isaac Asimov set about to make a point that the universe, the Bible, or the resurrection had any actual truth to them. But I think God helped me spot those things so I can point them out for you. And I think if you look close enough, God can point things out to you that help you in your belief. My next religious podcast will go through an essay on the meaning of life that I wrote back in 2002 when I put up my first website. After that, I will be doing a podcast of my second religious book that I ever wrote called Christier Not Tea, which is my work on why Christianity is not what people have been led to believe it is or isn't. Thanks for listening to my podcast about atheists and whether or not they prove my very point about Christianity. But hang on just one minute. Hi, this is Paul Miller, also known as The Incredible Voice. If you want to know more about me or hear some of my samples, please check all of that out at TheIncredibleVoice.com. There are ways to make money off of me and a couple of ways to help me continue these podcasts. First, let's focus on what's probably the most important to you. How to make money from me. If you go to TheIncredibleVoice.com, you'll see a heading called Make Money. If you fill out the affiliate form and refer people to me using your initials and PIN, then I will pay you either $10 or 10%, whichever is higher, of however much I make off the job upon payment. I won't state the obvious of the more you refer the- Oh, wait a minute. I wasn't going to say that. The next way to help me afford to continue these podcasts is to hire me to do some vocal work for you or your company. The last way, of course, is to donate. I want to keep these podcasts going to help you and all of us live better. Thanks and make it a fantastic day.